We make all kinds of connections, from our neighbors to our co-workers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourselves? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with hosts Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. It's time to consider the possibilities. Good evening and welcome to Things Worth Considering. We are a weekly talk show and today is Canada Day. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Um, I'm your host, Gord Riddell, and I'm here with my co-host, the very accomplished naturopathic doctor, <laughs> Dr. Alexia Georgiousis. Thank you, Gord. You flatter me. Oh, I try to. Um, <laughs> it's being polite. Uh, we are live. If you would like to join in on our conversation, uh, please feel free to give us a call toll-free from anywhere in North America at 1-888-346-9141. Now, before I introduce our guest, uh, today is July 1 and it is Canada Day. Normally, there would be celebration parties, music, and fireworks. This year is very different. As a part of Canadian history that no one uh, talks about or has ever mentioned, at least by very few, it's not taught in our education, it is beginning to now as to how we treated Indigenous people, especially the children. By law, children were taken from their families and they were forced into residential schools, sanctioned by the state and run by various religions, for mainstream to be exact. Uh, they were forbidden to speak their own language, to wear their own clothes. They were forced to become English-speaking Christians. The children were to be assimilated into newly arrived European-Canadian society. Their own culture was being destroyed. The same is true in the United States. Canada had about 160 residential schools, while America are more than twice that. To date, Canada has had three residential schools grounds examined by ground radar, and over 1,000 unmarked graves have been discovered. Jumping up and down celebrating Canada Day would just not be right. Celebrate Canada Day today for, for who we are today, who we have become, and embrace her secrets that have destroyed so many. Let us see the possibilities that Canada can hold by seeking the truth and reconciling our past with who we are and who we want to be today. That is our Canada. Martez, welcome back. Thank you, Gord. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you here. Yes. Let me introduce our guest, um, Martez Shembridiski. Uh, she is a registered massage therapist, a craniosacral therapist, certified tray provider. She's the author of From Stress to Bliss. Um, that's funny. I went from bliss to stress. <laughs> that's the name of my book. Um, and, and Journal Magic. Uh, she's a professor of massage therapy at both Centennial and Durham Colleges. Uh, she's a solutions-oriented therapist and is currently studying spiritual psychotherapy in Toronto. Um, this woman is a lifelong learner, and it appears she's a lifelong teacher. Now, 2022, are you on for the goddess experience in Malta? Yes, we are, but it's going okay. to be in September now. It's in September. It's September 2022, okay. yes. All right, yeah. I'm marking it down because you said I could come to the next one, <laughs> yeah. but I know that 2020 didn't happen. Exactly. Uh, 2021 couldn't happen. Let's hope yes. it's 2022 in September. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know anything about that, and I'm very curious now. Uh-huh. Well, ex- yeah, exactly. Put in a little talk. What's, what's, so what um, we're 
we were supposed to do last year a goddess retreat in Malta. And part of that was to, to, <laughs> to uh, celebrate the solstice because Malta has some of the oldest temples in the world, some of which are uh, 2,000 years older than the pyramids. Wow. Yes. And wow. on sunrise of the solstice, the light comes up from the sun and it comes in and it lights up what used to be an altar. So there's that phenomena that takes place. So that's what we were um, going to see. And we were going to make it a retreat with a bit of uh, yoga, but also with TRE as well. And, you know, self-care and visiting the sites and uh, the beaches and all the history. Malta has incredible history. Why do girls go? I want to go. It just started (laughs) off. It just kind of started off as a, uh, like a girl's uh, you know, retreat, and it's amazing the response I've been getting. So, yeah, hopefully it can, can yeah, once we get through all the, the particulars yeah. with all this, yeah, and get started. This, the, <laughs> pandemic, the pandemic, the pandemic that is turning over every stone that we can yes. imagine. Yes. Yeah. This, good. The indigenous good. people. Now we're draining the- an abscess. It's like draining an abscess. You, you know, you yeah. have to debride a wound and get the infection out before it can heal. Yeah. And it's painful deeper. sometimes. It's very painful. Absolutely. Yeah, you know? it, yeah that's a great, great analogy. Yeah. So, Martez, you have become very focused on the world of stress. Uh, you have your book, From Stress to Bliss. Um, you were on the show the first time regarding stress, and the second show you did with me was uh, a year ago called uh, Pandemic Stress. Actually, Gord, we've done three shows. <laughs> I knew you were going to say yeah. that. I left the third one out. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is your third show. Uh, yeah. okay. This is your fourth show. Really? Well, yes. You're paying us. Yeah. Uh, as we appear to be coming out of the pandemic, what's your read on how people are doing with stress now? Well, I really don't think people truly understand, and I don't think we've really understand the full depth and breadth of the stress that we've been experiencing in our bodies. I think we're all, a lot of us are just in autopilot. Many people are hitting walls. Um, but as I said, especially with all these things happening too, there's more and more trauma. So there's accumulated stressors happening that, you know, people don't always take into consideration the impact of all these cumulative stresses on their mind, their body, and their spirit. So sadly, I don't think that we truly um, know the, the, the full extent of it. And unfortunately, we haven't been um, armed with tools to help us release the stress or deal with the stress. There's not a whole lot of talk about that part of this pandemic. Well, and Martez, I think you're making a really good point because it is absolutely something that isn't really being spoken about and shared around, you know, there's been so much focus on, um, you know, whether the numbers, the state, and then, you know, of course, these atrocities that are coming up in history that need to be. Yes. And I think that that aspect of how people are taking that in, because it's, it's so much to try to take in, not even to just comprehend. And, and as you were mentioning, is that we also have been you know, really vulnerable in other ways. And this becomes an accumulated or a cumulative impact. So it's like there's a a wound and then it goes a little deeper. And I think that the shock wave also is just where people are mostly just plugging along, but they're kind of not really all completely embodied or all there. I would agree with you. Yeah, I would agree with you. There's, um, there's, personal stress and trauma 
there's impersonal and there's collective stress and trauma that's right. going on, yeah. right? It's and all affecting PTSD us. As, and there's two, then there's complex PTSD. Yes. And, and they're also now starting to talk about post-pandemic stress disorder as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Right? Definitely. Yeah. And that's, and that's real. About, yeah, you know, yeah. Pe- people are, you know, it's the aspect of, oh, uh, there's a crowd around me. Or, you know, suddenly, what about this contact? And that hypervigilance just absolutely, you know, physiologically, as we know, just heightens cortisol and stress responses. Yeah. And, and this, it really is quite, a, quite an amazing, when you really step, step back from it, it's quite an experience. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I find with a lot of people, what's happening is that they're, they're like, we're wearing masks, but we're really kind of gagged. Because people nowadays, they don't even know whether, the, you know, when somebody asks them a question, they're like, oh, my gosh, how is this going to be received? Yeah. Am I going to have this barrage of, you know, that person's personal opinions? And, and But basically, there's a lot of fear out there. Yes. And that fear is driving people's nervous systems, you know, and being in a chronic state collectively for over a year now in chronic stress is really, really concerning. And I feel it in people's bodies. You know, a I lot of them, do. A lot of them think that it's because they've been sitting in front of their computers a long right. time, you know, but the reality is, is what's happening is their muscles are in such chronic stress. It's causing what's called unconscious anxiety that's keeping those um, those muscles in in the defendant's protective mode, and yeah. that's what you know. And then that also affects um, our nervous system and imbe- and dysregulates our nervous system and makes us more susceptible to other diseases. Yeah, it sort of becomes this, you know, chicken and the egg. But what I find really interesting as well is that going back to your point around people think that it's because they're you know in front of the computer, and that's a little part of it. But I also find it fascinating that there's this collective and personal restriction. So you kind of have to be where you are. You know, you have to feel it. You can't be, Gordon, I've talked about this before. You're, we don't have the same distractions. And that is also going, say, in, in that place where, well, then what do you do when you don't have the distractions? And we know people are drinking more. People are reaching oh, yeah. for stimulate yeah. stimulants more. That and clients that I see as well, they that's that's there. This is this is how do we deal with this? And also, you know, family, like little kids with while you're trying to like it's really quite in a month, a, like a, an, an amazing exercise and how do you find inner peace? Right. Absolutely. Right. In amongst yeah. all of this, which hasn't been really talked about, is the number of opioid deaths. In mm. throughout North America, both Canada and the U.S., is in the tens of thousands. It is wow, really? Is that how right? How many hey? people have died from you know drug use, uh, yeah. especially the opioid uh, epidemic? That was already in play, you know. But it's like HIV, you know, opioid. Everything's been pushed to the side around just this existing COVID nineteen, and that's okay, rightly so. But let's not forget that there's a whole underbelly here, you know, that uh, is is just brutal. It's just yeah. brutal. Yeah. You know, so that's how people are dealing with stress. You know, they're drinking more, they're eating more. Uh, I know that I was invited out uh, to a, a thing next week uh, on a patio with the required number of people and blah, blah. In fact, I think it was less than exactly. And I felt immediately, uh, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Um, you know, like there's just that sort of hesitation about being, uh, 
being out in public kind of thing. You know, I mean, I come to work, I take the subway, you know, the whole thing. But it's something about sitting outside with no mask on, you know, even though these are very close friends, everybody's been vaccinated, you know, the, the whole thing. It's just bizarre. Yeah. It's bizarre. I was interested in my, my response to that, actually. Well, and Martez, I'm curious about this uh, aspect of, you know, the unconsciousness of the memory in the body. And can you talk a little bit about that? The unconsciousness as far as the, the fight or flight? And, yes, and the stress. stress. Yes, exactly. Well, what typically happens is that we have a stress cycle that has a beginning, middle, and an end. The activation, you know, our body then, you know, uh, responds to that stress or threat by fight, flight. If you can't fight or flight, you freeze. So that goes into mobilization. But our body also naturally has you know, we deal with the stressor at hand, but our body also has an innate built-in recovery mechanism at the end stage of that stress cycle that when the stressor's over and you're safe, your brain tells your body you're safe, you can release this the stress hormones now, you can, you know, relax your muscles reset your and reset your nervous system from that stress state, the sympathetic nervous system state, to your parasympathetic state, which is of relaxation, um, restoration. That's where your immune system is in. But unfortunately, we tend to bypass that state of recover, our natural recovery response. And it's not talked about a lot. And oftentimes, it's, it, this, it's a built-in mechanism in our body, and we do it naturally, we'll start to shake and tremor. And it's a natural release. It's a recovery, and oftentimes it's misinterpreted as being um, cold or being in shock or having weak muscles, when in actual fact, it's your body dispelling and dispersing the stress hormones and bringing your body back to um, uh, your parasympathetic, so it's re-regulating our nervous system, resetting it. Yeah, it's, it's so amazing. Yes, yeah. It, it it reminds me of um you know with nature programs how they the studies show how you know a deer that is scared will sudden you know will eventually when the when the predator is passed will then you know sort of shudder and Absolutely. and it's it's intentional and I think it's fascinating but I I also feel that it's so important that this is that we are recognizing we bypass it yes and anybody who's seen a dog or a cat in a thunderstorm and they're shaking. Yeah, that's the neurogenic tremor. And if you do that after I've actually did it in a car accident, and if you Mm. recognize what it is and release that, you are less likely to have symptoms of PTSI or PTSD. They now call it post-traumatic stress injury when it comes from occupational occupations such as first responders. But that's a natural response that we're or a lot of people just throw a blanket on you if they see you. Right, they think you're cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than staying with it, being there with that person, helping them, you know, just holding the space for them to naturally allow their body to restore them itself in the way it's designed to. Fantastic. Yeah. So fantastic. Yeah. This yeah. doctor. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I forget his name. Doctor David Bercelli. Bercelli. Yes. So he he's kind of stumbled upon this recognition working in Africa with a number of of tribal. You know, well, actually, uh, he was he was working in uh, the Middle East, and he was in a bomb shelter, and where these children were shaking in the bomb shelter, but he noticed that the adults weren't. And when he spoke with the adults afterwards and, and questioned them on that, they said, well, we don't want to shake because we don't want to scare the children. So they were naturally just trying to 
suppress that, which we typically do because yeah, we don't we don't understand it. Well, you look but, like you're weak. Yes, absolutely. Right? Strong people don't shake. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, instead, what we do is we end up with a muscular imprint then. Or we don't, we're trying to, um, like we said earlier, use substances because the energy is inside, right? And it's building and you're, we don't know what to do with it. So we try to substitute it or numb it out or try to make ourselves feel better rather than being able to naturally allow our bodies to resolve and release this energy and dump these stress hormones, these health tensions and traumas that are in our muscles and our fascia and our bones of our body. Well, and it, it really does show up as stuck energy in the body. Like I see it in practice with, you know, you could call it stuck chi, but the emotions, they do. They're, they're an energy that does get stuck there. And it's almost as if we're, this technique seems to be that it's learning how to actually trust your body. Yes, absolutely. That it has the ability. Absolutely. And trust how, it's, how it is to feel relaxed. Because most of us have forgotten how to feel relaxed in our bodies. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. Exactly. Right. We don't. Yeah. yeah after about day one, I think <laughs> <laughs> it was just been a years and years of accumulated day by day stress. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. let's uh, let's relax here. We're going to take a little break, and we will be back in two minutes. No stress. <laughs> Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll-free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for The Power of Young People to Change the World, hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Uh, we're here with uh, Martez uh, Shembri Diski, and uh, we're talking about 
actually we haven't named it this new technique uh, modality that you're working with called tray. Actually, we is TRE, which stands for tension or trauma releasing exercises. Hmm. Okay. All right. So just so that yeah. we're giving it acknowledgement here um, to its actual name. So can this be used? Like, do you have to have gone through like something horrible or oh. is this something that is kind of an across the realm of stress? No, it's, you can use this across the whole stress spectrum, right? Whether that's, you know, your everyday stressors from driving or, the, or pandemic stress, which we're dealing with, to those who've had, you know, um, car accidents, um, people who have uh, work traumas, you know, paramedics especially, um, mm. to those who've had, you know, even intergenerational trauma, I believe, yeah. it, you know, it does the whole spectrum. Well, you know, when you talk about front, front, uh, or, or, you know, the, the, uh, Frontline workers. Frontline. Thank you. I was going front end. Uh, I can't get that <laughs> one. Um, you know, I was I was looking at what's going on in the West Coast. It is so hot. Wow. And yes. It was it was sort of a plea that went out from Frontline that said, please don't call nine one one unless it's absolutely emergency. So many people have died in like Vancouver, Burnaby, because of the heat that which is staggering. You know, yeah. they had a temperature, uh, I only know it in Celsius, but 49.5 degrees. In 49? 49.5. Wow. wow. I'm not sure what that equates to in Fahrenheit. I don't have a converter here. Unfortunately, it is staggeringly hot. And most uh, people don't have air conditioning there. Yes. No, they don't. Right. right? There's, there's really never been a need, you know, and that's certainly going to change things on the West Coast, you know, but also Portland. Uh, Seattle, mm-hmm. all the way up and down. You know, mm-hmm. we're not talking about just this one place. Uh, it's just that it it uh, took the took the cake for the highest temperature ever recorded in Canada, ever recorded. Wow. You know, I mean that's just staggering. But it was more. It was the frontline workers. They were so stressed because they were getting so many calls of, of people who were keeling over and dying just from the heat, and that and that's you know profoundly stressful on individuals to not only not only be the be the first person to arrive but then hand them over to then the front line at the hospital you know i know when i worked in emerge it was whoa at the end of the shift you were just rattled sometimes if you had a bad enough car accident come in or you know um yeah well i think that it goes back to also that sense of levels of trauma but how it's perceived Absolutely. And, and, you know, we often dismiss, Martez, what you were saying earlier around the comparison of children that were um, shuddering or shaking and the adults that weren't. And that, that sense of, oh, I'll dismiss, I just will override it with my intellect and completely ignore what's going on in my body. And this aspect of witnessing um, trauma and hearing traumatic stories, like all many practitioners, but I, I often think also even worry when someone is worried about someone else. And Gord, as you were saying, in terms of witnessing or hearing about how many deaths, a lot of people, when they're in a vulnerable state, will immediately go into that sense of, oh, what if it's so-and-so or what if it's me? Or And and that, that fear bath that we've been sort of bathing and swimming around in, a lot of people have been for the last year and a half or more, is, yeah. um, you know, taking its toll. 
Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and it's added to, you know, the, yeah. the, 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 the unmarked graves, you know, a thousand children. And there's going to yeah. be way more is going to come up. Uh, the condo that collapsed in Miami yes. is horrific. That is the ultimate fear bath, you know. And then now they have to stop because it, they're very concerned that the building's compromised. The rest of the building's going to come down. So they've had to remove everybody who was working there to protect them, you know. But I can't even imagine what that must be like to be digging through that by hand, you know, uh, removing the rubble, looking for body parts. Yeah. You know, by the grace of God, maybe a person who might still be alive, but it's you know more and more doubtful each each day. You know? Yeah, it's it's staggeringly. So to even watch anything like that, how can we? You know, if we we have any sort of a heart or empathy, how can we not feel some of right. that? And one of the things that concerns me is that, especially with internet and, and different forms of media, the constant barrage of all this trauma, right? And we're exactly. seeing, and this is secondary trauma, vicarious trauma that we're experiences, experiencing by witnessing these events over and over again. And there's not a whole lot of talk about anything positive happening in the world. So yeah. when you're getting constantly inundated, hammered with negativity, negativity, your body, your nervous system's constantly getting amped up. Right? Well, it doesn't know the difference between going through it and, and using, as you said, vicariously. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You're, you're still being traumatized. Absolutely. Well, I think there's something yeah. very addictive there, too, that when the nervous system, and Martez, I'm not sure if you've seen this in practice. I have on, on, in some levels where when the nervous system is so heightened that it's like these little, you know, sparks that are going off and it, it kind of craves more. So it, it, yes. it doesn't want to watch a happy show or happy show on Netflix. It wants to watch something violent or dark or, or the addictiveness of technology, like the phone and needing more stimulation. Do you find yeah, that? Absolutely. Because it's almost like the body starts to become addicted to the stress hormones. Yeah. And that if it's not getting these hits all the time, then it doesn't feel alive. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But yeah. the thing is, when you're always in that stress state and you're in that, you know, that survival state of mind, your brain is coming from a different part, uh, which we call our negative bias thinking. So we're looking at the world from a, like a filter of things being worst case scenario, catastrophic thinking, black and white thinking, and life and death thinking. And, you know, when typically it's not actually happening. Mm-hmm. But when we see it, all over and hear it all over, we think that it's happening all the time. So right. we get stuck in this cycle, as I said, and we don't have that end stage. We're not doing, most people don't do self-care or rituals or exercise to release these stress hormones in their body. So it becomes this perpetual loop, the stress loop. Yeah. yeah. And you do, you can, yeah, and you can get addicted to those stress hormones that you always need to have, you know, heightened activation. Right, well, and that's children, why children learning. who grew up in families like that, like the drama families, you know, is is they will then recreate that because they know how to do it. They also make great frontline workers, um, yeah. you know, because they can work in that. Well, if they've learned think, how to to override a lot of their natural reactions. Yeah, yeah. but if they met somebody who took care of themselves, who was pretty calm didn't do drama, doesn't pick a fight, you know, just to get the, the stimulation going, they're going to find them so boring. They might be the best person they could ever meet 
and they'll just be bored out of their tree. Because for them, drama equals love, fighting, bickering, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's it's we we will live a life based on sort of the family that we come out of in that. You know, like so yes yes it is addictive, but it also is a learned way of life. You know, it begins to yeah. signify to us things like you know, uh, uh, fighting and then, then, you know, hugging and kissing and doing whatever to make up is, is that's what love is. I don't know. Maybe it is. I didn't think so, but well, you know, um, <laughs> well, I've, with the people that I've been thing. working with recently, um, who are first responders, um, feeling that state all the time, you know, and, and the substance, you know, um, usage as a result to try to, to manage those, when they actually feel relaxation in their body, it's like reorienting, like, oh, my goodness. You know, it's like learning how to be with a, a new relative. Mm-hmm. Right. Discombobulating it first. Right? Yeah. Right? And learning how to be in the body but not be on, you know, alert through being in the body but being relaxed in the body. And it's actually – it, they actually then start to want that more so than that stimulation because the stimulation often comes with a lot of cost. Yes. Oh, and yeah, and, yeah, no and Martins, right? I'm curious if you see this too, what, what I find with working with people who have uh, gone through trauma or have been really burned out and they've, they've, they're, now they're on the um, path of healing that they can sometimes be very afraid to go back into the same work because they don't necessarily have, they don't want that feeling again. You know, they know that that's where they were and it's, it's as if it just doesn't align anymore. That's what I find fascinating. However, what happens is that when you start doing, I, I, what I found with TRE, to be quite honest, for yes. myself, is that I am not reacting the same way. I'm responding. Because I'm actually living more in that calmer state of my parasympathetic or craniosacral system rather than my sympathetic nervous system. And so I find myself, you know, when somebody says something, I don't have this knee-jerk reaction to, to respond, you know, or, or say something back or to defend. Gotcha. Right? So it's not, it's a little bit, I, I, I think the, the, I'm curious more about this aspect of how you use it and how you teach it. And then how frequently someone needs to practice it, because it it reminds me of, um, you know, it's an, an awareness practice, a tool, but it's something that's done internally. But I, I'm, I'm curious about, I like the aspect also of the physicality, that there's an in, including the physical body. That's my, uh, my right. sense of it. But can you talk about that a bit more? Absolutely. So basically what TRE is, is a series of... Uh, exercises there's seven of them and right that you learn and what i really and um suggest people to do is to learn with a tre provider a certified tre provider so that person can watch what's happening for you and your body and to be able to you know guide you through that plus they're going to show you things like self-regulation so these exercises their self-regulation is where you're able to keep pace keep it at a pace that's comfortable for you and these are, you're bringing up these involuntary movements, but you're still in control of these movements. So we teach you self-regulation, how to 
pace yourself. So we do these exercises and these exercises are to basically what we're doing is we're activating the muscles that are involved with fight, flight, or freeze. So the big one of those muscles is the psoas muscle. We call that the fight or flight muscle. That's the muscle when you, when it contracts, puts us into that forward activation of fight, flight, or freeze, right? Puts us in that ready position. That creates a lot of low back pain for a lot of people because of that stress. These muscles go into chronic contraction, right? And oftentimes we start to just, you know, uh, become, you know, numb to them or desensitized to the level of contraction and guarding that it, that there is. But when what we do with these exercises is we stretch these muscles that get activated in fight or flight. And typically with you can't fight or flight, you go into freeze, which is the immobilization response where everything contracts, right? And then after, as we come through, um, we, um, we do the exercises and bring on these tremors and allow the body and the body's natural wisdom knows where to release in the body. So you might have little micro movements, right? Mm-hmm. Or you might have larger, um, more, larger, uh, more higher amplification movements in the body. But the re- when you're going through them, most of these um, tremors, they come from the brainstem. So typically, there's not the same emotional activation involved when you're experiencing. When I, and I'm, for the people that I've worked with, the movements are actually quite soothing and relaxing. So is it, is it, you know, when you're doing yoga, for example, mm-hmm. and then you hold something and you, you start to shake? Yes. Is it that kind of? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So it's, it's gen- it can be small movements and large. Yep. Yeah. But oftentimes we, you know, misinterpret that as being weak. Yes, right. totally. It's like, and we like shut you know, that you're down. trying to hold this pose and, and yeah. be, you know, feel the shake instead of having this awareness. It's really beautiful. That sounds fantastic. And actually, Thierry also has a component that's called neurogenic uh, yoga, which is basically to using TRE with yoga pose to bring on the, uh, the neurogenic tremors. Yeah. And so we learn that. And as we learn it and we become proficient at it, then you can do it whenever is, is necessary. Typically, when we do a session, um, we do the prep work. Usually, the first session takes about an hour and a half to learn the, um, all the different uh, seven exercises. The steps, and, yeah. then, and then we give time for you to be able to, um, to do your own natural shaking and tremoring, right? And then we have a debriefing afterwards. Right and an integration process, and then we talk about what happens and mm. and the importance. That's why I was saying the importance of having a TRE provider to be able to wa- to watch you go through that. And what happens is each time you do it, it can go to different parts of the body. It can travel up, up the it, spine it into make, the. It makes yeah. so much sense when you think about the, the movement of energy. Absolutely, yes, right. It makes really so good. much sense. Yeah, and I'm curious when people are re-experiencing or not re-experiencing but something is moving do the memories come mm-hmm. and i can speak for myself when the memories have come i've noticed where the shaking it's been it's like oh that was this car accident that i was experiencing where i got injured there but i don't seem to have the the emotional impact when i do you know if i'm recalling it you know if it gets activated differently so it's I mean, that's, it's that's Sorry, I was just going to say, I mean, that's one of the things with trauma, you know, trauma care is sometimes having to retell the story or 
or, or go back into that story, which can sometimes be re-traumatizing. That's Absolutely. a danger that exists within trauma care. Um, so do I need to tell the story around this particular no, trauma? No, not at all. To learn this? Not at all. Okay. And in fact, that's one of the great things that the first responders that I've been working with absolutely love. I don't have to hear their stories. I just help them, you know, navigate what's happening in their body, help them to you know, be present with them, you know, as they reorient with this new mechanism that's been kind of dormant in our bodies, right? And how to bring it up. And in fact, you know, it's helping them deal with even when they have to go for therapy, when they've been triggered, they'll do the TRE afterwards to help release rather than that stay in their bodies. I think that is so fantastic and so helpful because it brings a totally different level of what actually therapy is about healing, not re-imprinting the story and the story, the story. Re-traumatizing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they don't want to talk about it. And I don't blame them. No, I don't. I've seen people that are so tired of talking about it. Yes. I don't want to talk about it. Or anything that says you're going to have to talk about or relive or re-imagine, you know, they're like, I'm out of here. I've been doing this for like 40 yeah, years now, reimagining exactly. what happened and, and that's what was the big key for me when I heard about this therapy or this, not therapy, this uh, modality. That was my big buy-in. Yeah, absolutely. Right? However, my, yeah, yes. we need to re-buy into commercials. They're still absolutely. necessary. And we will be back in two minutes. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Yonge Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You 
You're listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Uh, we are talking about a, a very interesting technique called TRE, T-R-E, and we're talking with a certified provider who is a good friend of the show and of, of mine, very old friend of mine, actually. Uh, well, she's not that old chronologically, <laughs> just that we go back a long way. Uh, we do. Uh, is Martez uh, Shembri. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, Trey you know, sort of talks about is, is creating resilience for people. So I wanted to, I just want to talk about resiliency for a moment because I'm not sure people, we really understand resiliency. You know, like the, the definition for right out of the dictionary is, you know, the ability of people or things to recover quickly from something unpleasant, such as a shock or an injury. All right. To recover quickly. So he showed great courage and resilience in fighting back from a losing position to win the game. Or plants are amazingly resilient and how they bounce back after a drought. Is that what we wanted is that what we want to develop in ourselves is simply to bounce back? Like I don't want that. I think that, you know, I can go through whatever, but there's gotta be a place that we learn something. There's where's the growth of the learning in just cultivating your ability to you know, hit the floor and bounce right back up again into exactly the same place. That's what, to me, that's what resilience is. That's exactly how it's defined. Mm -hmm. It brings you back to the same place. So I wonder, is that really, we? you know, and that's okay. I mean, we need to be able to get up off the floor and, you know, uh, uh, stand up straight again. But how do we move forward? Well, I think in terms of with, with TRE, the resiliency is more about um, resiliency and recovery. I think recovery is a piece that's not no, talked about enough, um, and it's specifically with our nervous system, where we are in our stress system. Most of us are living in our stress system 24-7 when it's not designed for us to live there. So for me, the resiliency is to complete that stress cycle, to be able to come back to your state of where we should be dominantly operating, which is in our parasympathetic nervous system where we're living and growing and thriving. And that's where we are able to come from a different part of us out of that survival state of being and thinking, that survival state of mind, to that part of us where we can look and back and we can reflect and we can look at what's been learned from here and what, how, can we, how, can I, how I've grown from this and how can I continue to grow. But if we're always looping in this stress cycle, we're not, we're, we're just, we're just, you know, rewiring that trauma or that stressor. And it's, to me, it's not about just resiliency, but recovering out of that stress cycle into your restorative part of your nervous system. How about we're, discovering? And discovery, absolutely. And in that place, when we are in that place, we are actually, the stress system is where we're, you know, basically so fear-based. When we're in the state of uh, our parasympathetics, that's where we are in a state of more safety, where we feel um, this is where we can access our creativity. This is where we can access, you know, those um, deeper parts of ourselves, our more authentic parts of ourselves, where we feel safe to be who we truly are out in the world, fully, freely, and fearlessly, as I say to my my clients, right? And that's the other part of, I find, with TRE is 
there is, when you do it long term, you start to see this incredible transformation in people and they start to, you know, be feel comfortable in being and living their true self in the world because they don't have this fear-based, you know, undertone, you know, of their nervous system always keeping them in that negative mindset in that negative place of contraction in our body, feeling like, sure. oh, something's going to happen. I got to protect myself. Oh, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's really a very embodied way of being in this relaxed state and recognizing that this is something that's always here. We just haven't learned or we haven't remembered how to practice this. And what I love about this system, that this tool that you're describing is that it seems that it's completely shifting around, you know, instead of um, trauma care or, you know, what I, I've referred to many times as sick care, the big systems of sick care that we have, and actually shifting it into healthcare so that Absolutely. people don't have, you know, they're not stuck on their labels and they're not stuck mm-hmm. with, I need this medication for life. Absolutely. Or, and, and this is fantastic, Martez. Yeah. I think it's such a great and so needed. So Absolutely. Needed. And I've been working with some first responders and they're saying to me, you know, like, I'm now feeling hopeful. Right. Where before they weren't thinking that they're going to, you know, thinking about going back to work now, hopeful about doing that where before that wasn't even an option. Um, And also, too, it's not just about um, uh, resiliency um, and recovery, but it's also about enhancing um, our self and our our ability in our body. And I wanted to say it's not just for trauma as well, um, because it's also used in sports. And in fact, the Australian Olympic team uses TRE for enhanced, using with the elite athletes with for their uh, recovery and enhancing their performance. That's amazing. Absolutely. It's I being think you used could use all, this for anything, yeah. even writing exams or Absolutely. whatever, you know? Yeah, it, this um, TRE is around the world. It's a global um, organization. And in Brazil, in fact, TRE is used by, in their healthcare system. It's part of their healthcare system. They started using it with, um, it was a doctor, I believe, started using it with adolescents. And then it just grew from there. And that yeah. now they're, they're training the healthcare providers in TRE. So this is now all over the world and it's being used. There's all kinds of um, studies being done, research being done in different things from, uh, from MS to treating um, uh, military. There's research going on with military with PTSD. Um, there's uh, studies with women having babies and afterwards the releasing, the natural, allowing the natural releasing response after, after that helps them with their recovery. There's all wow. kinds of, and if you go on to uh, TRE uh, or traumaprevention.com, uh, there's a whole area of research and different, there's all kinds of videos and so on that you can go um, to find and learn more about all the different areas that, it, that it's uh, been working in. And I love it because it's so empowering. And mm-hmm. I see the transformation in people. I yeah. see their bodies go from like tight, clenched jaws and I had one person was started off like this crossed his arms all the time and didn't even know that they were crossing their arms yeah and right? probably shoulders and now, up and everything now right? even their families are noticing hey you're standing stra- taller yeah. right you're not you you know you know their children are, are making comments on so their, so going back to Gord's question around the lessons and the wisdom 
that this when someone is is when that sensation or that state has been removed from the body, then it sounds as if, yes, then that's when you can actually reflect. Absolutely. And, and develop, because I think we, we have to keep evolving, right? And, and this is what it sounds that TRA is one of another tool that can do that. Absolutely. Because part of what stress and trauma, you know, um, what keeps it going is our lack of sense of safety, or, you know, feeling like we're, we, we're, we can't control what's happening in our body. This teaches us a mechanism that's innate in all mammals, right? How to modulate that, to do it at your own pace. You're always in control. And as you do that, your sense of safety starts to build. And I truly believe, I know for myself, it was like almost not just a physical strength that I was starting to recover within myself, but it was like a spiritual strength. Mm, I believe that. Right? Yeah, and then I it, think allowed, that when it allowed me learn to, to get in their bodies. Absolutely, and feel safe in their bodies. That's right, right. Yeah. Rather than most people are in their heads. Yep. Oh yeah. Right? Only Disconnected. a small portion of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so like with a little head with danglies walking around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and, and the head, the the intellect is will really kill us. The intellect yes. and the analysis. If we yes. keep feeding that mind and that. It, it shows up in the body that everything gets somatized. There's somatized in terms yeah. of the trauma, if that's a word. I, I, I wanted to ask you, Martez, you said about the fight or flight and freeze. And what about fawn? Yes, there is fawn as well. Definitely. Yeah. Which we don't often talk about. Yeah. yeah. So si- similar, si- similar. Similar. Because I think that that one's fascinating where, you know, you can see it. And, and, you know, I've seen it in myself and others where it's, it, you realize, oh, what's happening? It's completely unconscious. But it, it can, it's like freeze, you know, or the fight. We all, I think, go into different aspects. But the fawning, I think, is very interesting. Yeah. Do you want to describe that, maybe, the people who may not know what that means? The fawning? Yeah. It's, it's, it's similar to that immobilization state. Right, rather than the fight or flight state, which of the activation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, we have the freeze. We right. know what that. Means. And it's so a defense mechanism. It's a def- It's a what defense. What It's a defense mechanism because oftentimes, <laughs> to fight or flight in a re- in a situation would be dangerous. Right. Yes. So what did right. I just do? Self- Martez, <laughs> what is fawning? Yes, I'm fawning you right now. I'm sucking up. Yes, it's that sense of I'm going to please you. I'm going to do whatever That's you right. want, yes. right? Yeah. What do you yeah. need for me to be yeah. safe? Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay. Yeah. So funny, funny. I mean, it's a strange word, but yes. that's why I was doing the. I wasn't being a smartass. I was trying to show it that <laughs> yeah. Martez, what is funny? Yeah, you know, yeah. You're the authority because you in know. those moments you will do whatever you can to survive Just that trauma. Absolutely. Whether that's fighting, fighting, fight, fight, freezing, or fawning, pleasing, uh-huh. or the Stockholm syndrome. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why you can't judge um, in those a person's reaction because no. that's they're in survival mode. That's right. Absolutely. And that's doing, what's so beautiful about yes, this. Yes. Too. And they're People, doing, yeah. Yeah. They're doing whatever do they can. Is based on what we think we know best. Yeah. And we're just when trying to get. When someone acts real stupid, does something out of an anger that's just dumb, for us all here, yeah. they don't know another way to do that. Yeah. yeah. And the nice thing yeah. about this is that this is a really safe, easy, effective way to release the stress and trauma in your body. And it doesn't have to be major trauma. 
This could be the accumulated right. day-to-day trauma. But the game. See, I'm really bored. What do I? What do I want to do now? Hmm. I know. I'm going to shake. No, I, I'm sorry. I don't see myself coming off the of, chair. Oftentimes, I'll do um, exercise in the morning and I'll do it afterwards. Yeah, I'll build it in. And there's that times at night. It's like, no, I'm on Wednesday night. I have a group of people we get together with. We have a group shake. We do it online. Beautiful. It's beautiful to do it in community. And especially with first responders, what I'm starting to do is is um, also um, create an online uh, group so that we can we can release this in community because the reality is we heal in community, not we in do. isolation. We yeah, do. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And so. Yeah. By bringing people together as well, we're also we're taking the stigma away from it. Well, and I think that that's a huge piece of this is, you know, so many aspects. Number one is the emptying, the release, the, the, this Sufis talk about this Buddhist become empty. Yes. But when we now are looking at how do you physically empty and then it yeah. becomes empowering and safe. But yes. I think it's great, Martez. Right? Next yes. Wednesday. Next Wednesday. July the 7th, 7 7 at 7. How powerful is that? Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. yes. So, uh, July the 7th, uh, you can uh, register for the, for the program. Uh, it's a short mini uh, workshop as part of the summer series at uh, transformationalarts.ca for Transformational Arts College, uh, or Google it and find us. You can do everything you can on the the website, uh, register and so on. And uh, you'll also get to have a 15-minute little uh, preview uh, one-on-one with Martez before the program starts. Uh, so next week, uh, we're going to be having on uh, Marg Hux. And she is a specialist in EFT, which is emotional freedom therapy, also known as tapping. And you don't need special shoes, I discovered. (laughs) Uh, She's a registered psychotherapist, qualifying, and she will be discussing uh, the very state-of-the-art techniques of tapping and allow us to release emotions held in the body again. This is the the cutting-edge area. Uh, Listen, uh, that's next Thursday at 8 o'clock. So Martez is on uh, Wednesday. And you can do uh, the program with her for three hours on Zoom. This is Gordon L. Alexia uh, Georgesis here at Things We're Considering. We thank you, Martez, for coming and sharing. And have a great and a healthy week. And we will meet you back here. And happy America Independence Day on July the 4th. Thanks, Martez. Good night, Good night everyone. Thanks, Gordon. Thanks, Alexia. Thank you for tuning into Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Alexia Georgiousis and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are. 